You're listening to Language Talk. Hello everyone and welcome back. Chris is trying to get back into learning Japanese. He recently tried out Duolingo and wanted to talk about his experiences. I'm not a huge fan of Duolingo for various reasons. That is why Chris and I have decided to take the time out to discuss these differences. That being said, let's begin. Hello. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the first, or I suppose welcome to the first real episode of this podcast. Yeah, yeah the other one was just a pilot trying to test the water, see what we want to do. Episode zero. Yeah. Trailer. It's probably yeah. a little long for a trailer, but yeah, it's fine. Yeah, I guess you could say it's a trailer <laughs> uh, or a pilot or both. But... Yeah, last time we talked about a lot of points, and I think you had mentioned Duolingo. Yes. Yeah. So, as someone who is rusty on my language learning skills, Uh um, it was decided I would be a guinea pig for this first week since I'm ramping back up my uh, Japanese learning. Um, We decided, just, just for the heck of it, since this is an opportunity we have, and I haven't done it in a while, I would start uh, for this last week studying again, only using Duolingo, and we wanted to talk about our thoughts on that app because we both have some thoughts, I think. <laughs> yeah, I think everyone has thoughts on Duolingo. Um, so Duolingo has been around for a very long time, I would say. I'm going to double check real quick before I say anything wrong. I, rem- I want to say, I don't know how long it's been around, but I remember... It had a lot of memes and was getting popular, I think, like three-ish years ago. Oh, yeah. So it's been around since 2011. Oh, that's way older than I thought. Yeah. And so the best part about Duolingo was it was was completely free. So their entire business model was kind of grassroots. And they did like a lot of ads saying that Duolingo was the equivalent of like a college course or something um, in the language. And they offered a lot of like the basic languages. They offered like English, Spanish, French, German, you know, and it was super popular. I used it a lot of times at the very beginning, but honestly, I could never stick it through um, or see it through because it was too gamey like too gamified for my taste to be honest yes and i like things that are gamified like what i do for a living is very gamified and i like that but oh boy uh i i feel like i I don't know it feels like it's stimulating a different part of my brain like the information the information is going to my brain and it's staying there but it's not it's not storing in the right way you know I feel like it's just going in a place to just like churn out the answers as fast as possible to keep moving. Yeah, that's I see. I don't like gamified stuff because to me it feels like I'm I'm being treated like a child, or they're trying to keep my attention for as long as possible. I know that some people treat it as it being more inclusive or more immersive. I would say not necessarily inclusive, but I couldn't get past that. And yeah, you said like it pressures you to, you know, just to keep going more and more and more. Which I think is a good thing. And and I'm sure other apps can do this too, but I like that it will harass you and you could set like, hey, if I haven't done any, for me, it's 9 p.m. If I haven't done anything by 9 p.m., the app will harass me to do something for the day. Yeah. But there's also 
because you have streaks. If you do something every day, you get more stuff that you can't really spend on anything worthwhile. But that also means the other last night, like I, I went, I went out last night when I came home, I wasn't really in the mood to do anything. My phone bothered me. So I did like a whatever lesson and I just, you know, <laughs> went through it. I don't think I really retained much, but that's not good studying. That's not good learning. Yeah, that's true. And they also send you mails so or emails. So I signed up for like the cell phone for like the iPhone smartphone notifications and for the emails and you were getting hit. I was getting hit for like both sides about like, you should do your Spanish lesson. You should do your Spanish lesson. And it kind of took all of the fun out of it because I'm someone who likes to determine when I study, how much I study, and I don't like being motivated by apps. Like it has the opposite effect. Um, that I think like, oh, I still, I got to learn today because, you know, it's, it's uh, like Duolingo. And as you said, like now it's part of the owl. You have the memes. It's going to come and get you. He's going to come and break your legs. Yeah. I saw that one. Yeah, definitely. So Duolingo has, in the past five years, become super popular. And it is like the go-to, it's the go-to app for people who are starting a language. And I guess this is where you kind of come in. And it, the biggest downside of Duolingo is when people use it as their only source and nothing else. And that's when I just, I got off board and I just stopped using it. Right. I mean, I, I won't lie and say it's not helpful, but even the parts of it I think are the most helpful are not very helpful. For, for example, so I haven't done it in a long time, so it's changed a good amount. For the Japanese course, they added a character learning section where you're not learning, you're not learning anything but characters, what they, how to draw them or how to write them, what they sound like, and you have to like mix and match them to create proper sounds, which I think is valuable, probably the most valuable thing on the lesson so far. But it only makes you draw each character one time. Really? Not one time per lesson, one time. Huh. And I may know what certain characters look like, but like, I'm not very good at drawing things in general or drawing things from memory. So for someone like me, I need I, I really need to do it over and over and over and over again to get the character muscle memory down. Yeah. Making me write it one time on a touch screen with my pointer finger is basically useless. Yeah. See, so I also do Japanese in my spare time, but I never write Japanese. Most of the, most of the time, I don't write in general at all, really. Most of it's done on the computer anyway. So people often say that for things like Korean or like Chinese or Japanese or something that uses like a symbol system, it's more practical to type first than to actually handwrite. Because honestly, when's the last time you really wrote something by hand? Um, I mean, I, I, I take notes at work every day. That's true. Yeah, I mean, I do too. Uh, but it's something that's uh, it's a conscious effort. It's not something I naturally do because I'm surrounded by computers all the time. So I don't really need to do it. Right. Well, and a it, lot of my motivation is I want to travel there for like a month. Yeah. And I'm sure there will be a time where I have to write something down. I th maybe, think. Maybe. I think I'm, I th now that I'm really thinking about it, it might be a little bit of a stretch, but it feels like an essential part of language to me that would be weird to skip. Oh, it is. It definitely is an essential part of the language. But I think this only applies if you're actually going there to live, like because you fill up forms. 
because I, I live here in, in Germany. I don't ever write, I don't ever really write German like by hand. I mean, I can, it's not hard. It's the same alphabet. Right, but I know, yeah, I, I know like what you mean. One unique character that they're trying to phase out and umlauts. Yeah, that's true. But I'm surprised that Duolingo only makes you write it once, though. I mean, that seems not enough. Well, and that's only, and again, that's only if you go to the character learning. The, the actual lesson, mapped out lessons, don't have you do that at all. Huh. Which, when, when I had quit year, uh, a couple years ago, and I think I brought this up last week that there was a Steam game I had played. Yeah. I had to know the, the characters of Hiragana to progress and do combat. There were parts where, and I think that game did it well, where it said, take out your notebook, write this several times, keep writing it, write it. So I had a notebook by me that was just pages and pages and pages of different characters. And it got to the point where I could actually, I'm sure I could get it back if I started practicing again, which is something I intend on doing in the near future. But it got to the point where I could feel like I could reliably write a lot of the characters. And when you're writing something, it it adds another mental connection to that yeah definitely it helps lock it in your brain the more (laughs) things you can do uh the more mental connections you can make to something while you're learning it the better yeah that's the reason why i write down a lot of stuff when i'm so when i study for like tests this has nothing to do with languages but in general Mm -hmm. if i really want to retain something i always write it out by hand um because just staring at a screen the whole time doesn't really help me. And you get the, you get this muscle memory. And for me personally, I, don't, I not only get the muscle memory, but I also have the memory of me writing it. So I remember like, hey, I wrote this down. And so it really reinforces it for me. So for like the characters for Japanese, I, I do that sometimes. But honestly, uh, I read a lot, so I don't actually forget them. Um, but I do forget how to write them by hand. I forget that all the time. But it's something I'm super worried about at the moment because, well, one, I don't live in Japan, and two, I never write by hand. Um, so eventually, when I start writing more, I'll I'll write by hand. <laughs> right. Just I don't know any. I think I think you're right. Anymore, it feels like being in elementary school. You know, they would always tell us, "Oh, you're never going to have a calculator in your pocket. You need to know how to do this by hand." And even though now everyone does have calculators in your pocket and, you know, never going to need to do, you know, long addition or division or anything like that, it feels weird not being able to write. Like everyone should know how to do that, it feels like. It does. That's the same concept for like cursive. So I can write in cursive. I write in cursive all the time. But people are like, oh, that's so useless. Why do you need cursive? You, You have computers. Um but it's the same with like writing the characters so a lot of this applies to chinese by the way too this isn't unique to japanese but a lot of people like even native speakers forget how to write because they never write by hand and they all yeah and they always use their phones so they're always using other phones and the phones have predictive powers so if you type in a certain character um let's say for example the the word um inu for dog if you type that in into your phone, it'll give you the character for it. So as long as you can recognize the character, that's enough. But you have recognition and reproduction and producing or production, sorry. So like recognition and production. 
And so your recognition skills are always higher than your production skills. You know, I can, I can remember like a thousand faces, but don't ask me to draw one. <laughs> so that's kind of like the same with like writing other characters. But like, what else did you get from like Duolingo from doing it? Do you feel like it like refreshed your memory? It definitely helped, um, especially because I realized a lot of the planned out lessons were not very valuable, especially since I basically stopped them in the middle for like two years. So I went oh, to okay. reading courses and I was like, oh, I don't remember all of this. Like some of it, I just, I know when I was able to get through, but not all of it. And it also seems bad because it will, you know, it'll give me a, a Japanese phrase to, you know, translate to English. I was like, oh, I don't remember this one. You can just click on the phrase and it'll tell you, oh, this means you're welcome. I'm like, oh. Oh yeah, I remember welcome. that feature. I'm like, this isn't a test, but the, the problem with how gamified Duolingo is, especially lately where every law, everything you get wrong, you lose a heart. And if you run out of hearts, you have to wait for them to come back. Mm. Is It's not a, you're not incentivized to learn. You're incentivized to get the right answer. Yeah, that's the problem. And so that really bothered me with the, with the heart skills or with the heart points. So at the very beginning, you would always lose a heart no matter how correct your sentence was. Um, even if you had one thing off, you would lose a heart. And Duolingo had a very hard time remembering or sorry, recognizing alternative alternative sentences. So you, I don't know, let's say for example... I have a house versus I own a house. And if they're looking for the sentence, I have a house, if you write, I own a house, they would mark it as wrong. But now they, they've changed it up to where it's like only like half a point or they'll let you slide and the next one will be wrong. But that really killed my motivation on Duolingo. Yeah, there was, there was one example, the, uh, was either last night or the night before that kind of raised an eyebrow for me. Really? I wonder if it would allow both answers. Like, again, the phrase was like, you are welcome. And I could say you are welcome or you are welcome. I yeah. Like, I went with you were and it was right. And I was like, I guess it would allow both. But the fact that it gave me an option for both kind of worries me. Like, it feels like it's trying to test you trick me. Oh, yeah. Trick you. Yeah. That's the thing, too. Is if, if you don't answer the way they want you to, then it's automatically kind of as wrong. And they also have like really funky sentences, you know, like I went eating with an owl or something. Right. And they, they stay on the same things for forever. Like it is obsessed with certain phrases. Like I am a student from Germany. I am a student from France. I am a student from America. I am not a student from Japan. Like it, it, how often, like that's not useful. I am never, no. I'm not going to go to Japan and say, hello, I am not a student from America because I am not a student. I'm 27. Like, give me useful things, please. Yeah. So I heard their reasoning for that was they wanted people to learn the structure and not memorize the words. So by having like these weird structures, it has like a shock value to it. So it would force you to remember like what this grammar structure is. But I really find those sentences really off-putting. So something right, and there's more... no reason you can't do both at the same time. That's true. And it just felt too 
repetitious to me. So especially yes, it got it gets boring. Yeah, I got bored super quickly because you would have to go through like these grammar sections or sorry, these vocab sections. And you they had maybe like four or five different like types of games. You know, you would have to guess the word, you you would have to speak the word, you have to write out the word, you would have to um like select the word from multiple different versions. And eventually it just got like too repetitive. And, and, it's, and, well, and it's too easy. Yeah, it's definitely like, too easy. It'll it'll say like pick the character that makes the sound ka. And then you can click on all the characters and it'll make the sound that they make. Like oh. I don't need the help, but it's like you're giving me a crutch I don't want and don't need. Like one th- I think this might be a new feature. I can't remember if they had it before. It'll add more difficult things towards the end of a lesson if you've done really good. Huh. So it'll disable that, but it should just be like that after the beginning because what is the point of you testing me if I can find the character that makes the sound ka if you'll tell me what every single option I have sounds like? I didn't know that. Um... And, you know, I try not to lean on it um, because I'm actually trying to learn. But again, that's another, it's incentive because of the heart system, it's incentivizing you to not get a wrong answer instead of learning because if you run out of hearts you're gonna have to sit around and do nothing for a while which i think i've only lost like two hearts in a week so it's not been an issue for me because i've basically just been doing basic character work which Mm. isn't difficult but i think is the most valuable use of my time but yeah i think if you start by learning i think everyone should get away from the latin characters as quickly as possible Mm -hmm. So the, the the Roman alphabet, because that really holds you back. And like learning for like learning hiragana and katakana isn't super difficult. Honestly, it's one of the easiest parts about Japanese. But mm. after that, it gets just more difficult. But that's the easiest part of the language. And there are so many people who just like never learn it. And I'm like, why? How, how do you not learn it? That's like... Yeah. But, like, they learn it, but they try and speak the language? Yeah, some people use the system so-called Romaji, and it's basically writing Japanese with Latin characters. But the problem with that is that there are so many similar words in Japanese that it doesn't actually work that way. So... Yes, I I ran into that the other day, where there's a character that makes an SU sound, so soup. Yeah. And there's a character that makes a TSU sound su. Yeah. And there's a word suki and suki. Yeah. And they sound basically identical. And I had to give that one a listen a few times. Like, wait a minute. Oh, right, right, right. There's two almost identical characters. Right. Okay. That one actually made me think. That was that one was actually good. Yeah, and plus like you'll never be able to read anything if you don't learn like the system. And this isn't true just for Japanese. This is true for Chinese. So Chinese has a system called pinyin, which like means like sound system, I believe. This is also true for like Russian. So you have the uh, Cyrillic alphabet. And if you don't learn the alphabets, you can't read the language. But a lot of people think like, oh, I can just use the Latin alphabet and I'll be fine, but it doesn't ever work. And so that's where a lot of people quit. But once you get that down, then it becomes a lot more fun, you know, because then you don't have any training wheels and you can really experience the language. Like, what other things did you rediscover in Duolingo? 
Hmm. I'm really trying to think because I, I tried to just, I did a few, like I said, I did a few of the lessons kind of where I left off and a lot of it was like, oh, I don't, I don't remember these exact phrases and words. I kind of have to, I was mostly just like, you know, cheating because it will let you click on it to yeah. look through. So I, I tried to spend most of my time on character work. I will say another criticism I have of it is like you said, it lets you use Romaji the entire time. So, and your eye is trained to focus on things it recognizes. Mm. I recognize English more than I do hiragana. So I, I don't even try to, it's just like, oh, I, here's a sentence, I'll read it. Why would I not, my eye, my brain is just gonna autopilot do that. So it's like, I have to work really hard to not cheat, but it just wants me to cheat. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, that's a huge problem. Is that it really incentivizes you to just use English? Did did you speak to the microphone? Like, did you try to pronounce the words? Because I know they offer you that that possibility. I've uh, no, I didn't encounter any lessons that let me do that. Mm. I try to like you know, as I as I'm going along, I'll try to like speak it aloud a little bit. Uh huh. And one thing I, I tried to do, which uh, in the Hiragana lessons, they'll pair you know they'll list one to three characters alongside of each other to make a sound or a word and then they'll oh. have you know there's like five character sets on the left five romaji set romaji matches on the right and i will try it's hard but i'll try to just look at the left column start at the top what what does that what do these what sound do these characters make oh suki all right let's go to the right is there one all right pair it up and just try to not even look at the right column until you're answering the question because it's really easy to just turn it into a logic problem process of elimination oh yeah there's only, there's only one option for a character that starts with she so she okay and and you're just like solving it like a puzzle and you're not really learning and i'm trying i mean puzzles and you know logic are fun but that's not what you're it's not the muscle you're trying to exercise here yeah, that's the that's one of the things I didn't like is it really forces you just to like guess. So you play the guessing game really. Um you know which like which character matches this sound and you just click on them until you get the right one. And so I I really didn't re I really didn't enjoy that. And you have like I said when you run out of hearts you run into like this freemium model of if you if you don't have any hearts, then you can buy hearts, or you can buy a subscription, or you can watch ads. Mm -hmm. And I get that they have to earn money, but for me, it's just I don't feel like paying, and I don't like the system anyway. So I just stopped using it altogether. Absolutely, and for me, it wasn't an issue because my hero, like I already had a good foundation for Hiragana. Yeah, and the character the character exercises aren't that difficult, and it tries to work you on like five main characters at a time it'll mix in with stuff you already know but it it doesn't overwhelm you so i wasn't really getting anything wrong so i was able to basically just go indefinitely but i can see how that would be awful if you're just starting out on a like you're legitimately starting with a brand new language you know nothing about you are going to make mistakes at the beginning and, yeah oh i made five mistakes like i have no idea how fast hearts come back but what you sit there for an hour wait for them to come back and try again like that is that's awful for learning. Awful. Wow. Yeah. 
I think that's the, the good thing about Duolingo. So I guess we said a lot of negative stuff. I guess the good thing is if, if you re- if you're really into the games and gamifying stuff that, that really appeals to people. Um, it's also really good to get your feet wet to see like what the language is like. Um, you know, it gives you a, it kind of holds your hand and it gives you a very small basis to work on. But that, I think that to me is where the, the positives end. Yeah, if, absolutely. Yeah. Like, I, so on the character screen, it'll yeah. have like status bars for every character of Hiragana, Katakana, and mm. some other things I can't remember. And every time you complete an exercise that involves that character, the bar fills up a little bit until it fills up all the way. And then it's like, oh, you've mastered this character. You've mastered this character. We only made you draw once. But <laughs> oh, um, yeah. it, it's kind of, it makes like, at least for me, it makes me want to keep going in the sense like, oh, well, I could, I could fill up this entire board. I could master all the Hiragana characters. And while I don't really want to do much Duolingo after this week, I... I will uh, likely keep maybe spend like five, 10 minutes a day, just like quick go through, go through and ma- mm-hmm. master a new set of Hiragana characters. I'm definitely, definitely ready to move on to something else that was a main source. Okay. No, that, that's a, uh, yeah, that's very interesting to know. Yeah. I wouldn't, I wouldn't recommend it really to anyone who's seriously into like learning a language. If, if they're just curious to see what the language is like, what it sounds like, um, if it's something they might want to do, I would say start with Duolingo, but I would ditch that as soon as possible. Um, yeah, just, think of it as like a free trial to yeah, another language uh, I, learning thing. Yeah, I see it the exact same way. There are some other apps that I really enjoy. I don't use them because all of them cost money and I'm not too cheap to pay, but I just it's too expensive. But a good alternative to Duolingo is Lingo Deer. <laughs> and mm. it is like, it's a really good app. It's not gamified though, but it teaches you the language in a very detailed way. It has really quality audio, but it's a lot more expensive than Duolingo. But it's one that gets a lot of praise. At the end of the day though, I don't think you're ever going to learn language from an app. And uh, that's just the cold hard truth. I think we well, stick. What do you, what do you think separates an app from say like a, a program on the computer that would teach you, or do you not think that would work either? I don't know if you're referring to something like Rosetta Stone. Uh, well, I've heard I've heard apparently that's not great, but I mean, is is there just no good digital learning options? I think you have to have a combination of resources, but if you're purely sticking to like apps, you have to mix and match. I think people rely too too much on one single source and like you're not married to it so you can go wherever you want like a computer app I don't I've never used like apps really the only app I've ever really used for Japanese was human Japanese it's an app for iPhone and that was it like I've never used apps because they're always so limiting so my philosophy is you should try and move to native material as soon as possible or like like uh like graded readers so you should try to like use content as opposed to like using apps um because like you said you had problems with like retention and yes like i could i mean it it's retention but like on the 
on the barest level, like, oh, I, I kind of, like, because it'll, it'll create a sound and ask you to reproduce it, but you only have four options, you know? Yeah. It's not that hard to pick between four options. If, if it put the entire alpha or the entire hiragana character set in front of me, that might be a lot harder. And it would probably be much more valuable to learning. But yeah. I just feel like it's such a superficial level of retention. My so my the quickest way I think you can learn a language is find some really good textbooks or find like really good learning material and try and learn the basics as soon as possible. And once you have finished the basics, uh, then you can try and see if you can read books, you can try like listening to music, you can try watching shows. And I think using media, podcasts, TV shows, music, movies, books, manga, I think that is much more helpful than like doing an app. Because it, you often hear these stories of like, I did Duolingo for a whole year and I still can't say my name in French. <laughs> oh, yeah, and it's, yeah, and it's like, well, was it really worth it? And I think you mentioned this earlier, people are more interested in keeping up their streaks you know, making sure they hit that goal, but it doesn't really bring you anything. Right. Like I came home last night somewhat drunk and I bumbled my way through a lesson that I couldn't remember the content of. And because Duolingo basically gives you the answers if you look for them. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I think I got like one thing wrong and struggled my way through and it was fine. I got my streak and then I went to bed and I don't think I really retained anything. Yeah, that, that, that's pretty much it. But yeah, that, that's pretty much my opinion. So I wouldn't really recommend Duolingo to anyone, really, um, beyond like getting past the basics. But once you get past the basics, I would just ditch it. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. And so that would be your opinion, too? Yes. Again, I might keep it as just like a like a free time supplement kind yeah. of thing. Like, hey, I'll, I'll do a little more character work. I have no interest in it as far as like sentence structure or learning words or anything like that i think even even that like 99 cent steam game i have was infinitely better about yeah def yeah definitely so, so yeah and that's what I'm you really have to... done with it for that main oh. lessons over oh that's good so yeah yeah that's pretty much it i have about about how i feel about duolingo uh i wouldn't use it but if you want to use it then just use it for the basics and then you know, ditch it for something else. Absolutely. All I'm right. excited to find that something else now. Yeah, I, I, I look forward to hearing about that and uh, definitely got to let us know. you have anything else to add before we go? Uh, I don't believe so. Thank you for everything. All right. Thanks so much. Thanks for listening. And yeah, see you next week. See you next week, everyone. Bye. <laughs> Bye.